guys. Welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie. And Karen. And Karen, can you see on the video that we shared that my eye twitch is back? Oh. Ah. <laughs> Welcome, people. Um, and, you know, I always assume that everybody can see it, but they can't. It, but you, like, <laughs> can see our you know, video? No, because it's not on a private. Like, and I twitch. Just wanting to know how paranoid you are. Um, but I'll be in conversations with people at work, and I'm like, oh, God, they think that I'm a cyclops. <laughs> but it doesn't, like, mine doesn't twitch up and down. It sort of is just a little in and out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose if they really looked, maybe they could see it. Right. This is the place where you find us on all the things, all the platforms. You can find that in the description, wherever you're looking at your podcast shit. That's right. I don't know. Um, but TikTok, Karen is quite active on the TikTok and, and people are being pretty douchey to her right now. Are and they? I, <laughs> well, See, you even I've said forgotten it. that, but thank oh, you for bringing it up. It. Good, you're, good. You're Can't wait to. to it. <laughs> well, I just saw someone stitched one of my, took some of mine and I thought it was some dude agreeing, <laughs> but he goes, First of all, lady, you need to watch your mouth when you're talking about God's word. And then the rest of it, I'm like, whatever, enjoy. So passive aggressively, I just liked his video. I'm going to let him wonder. Kill them with kindness. That's it. We're supposed to put burning coals of something. I forget that verse, but anyway. Uh, if your coals are burning, you might want to try carpe, <laughs> <laughs> groin powder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bonnie and I have an ongoing now groin powder uh, joke. But you guys, yeah. please, you're welcome in on that one. I need a little help. Yeah, you're, you're welcome in I on that. Oh. that. That company sells a lot of powders for various parts of the body. And they're all the same sweat. powder. That's right. Left armpit powder. Right armpit powder. Um, yeah, find all our stuff in the details. We're on things. We're not on things. We dip in. We dip out. We've got a lot going on. Instagram's good and TikTok is really good. Twitter, mm. Yeah, I think Twitter's where Karen goes when she's really pissed off. And once in a while, I'll just say something and then just all these people are like, no, no, no. And I'm like, ugh. (laughs) Like the energy here, not my favorite. Not my favorite. I know. know. But yeah, everything else. And then Facebook, of course, that's a great one. That's the best group. That's a swell community. They are swell. It's so sweet. It's so encouraging. So what I'm going to do in there is start a rumor. I'm just nice. going to like, <laughs> I it might be about you, it might be about us, and I'm just going to see what happens because I think it'll tie into the videos. I mean, what is this? The podcasts we're doing where people yeah. sort of start rumors or they get a little information and they just totally screw everybody up and then everyone... <sighs> has group dynamics, and follows each other, and then mass hysteria happens. Can't they just read a book? No. I mean, just (laughs) have have a relaxing chair and read a book, people. (laughs) 
I don't know. So um, there was one thing that. I was there was one thing I was reading when I was looking up a word, and we'll come to the word that I didn't know. You probably know it because you have kids. But this woman was talking about how she. Um, she had to look this word up, and then she realized, how much time do my young girls spend taking pictures of themselves to try to find the exact right one that if, looks if cute? If your word is selfie and you had to no. look that up, oh, God, that worried no. me. Okay, it's just ussy. check in. <laughs> it's an ussy. Oh, yeah. Can I don't really need it should be called a wee wee a wee wee oh and P.S. one more thing as far as like a little light housekeeping if you guys send us stuff we yes. will send you a thank you note and something special with our logo on it back Bonnie's very good at sending that back I'm very yeah. good at checking the mailbox someone <laughs> said the other day um, what do I do with all these crappy Christian books, you know, that I've collected over the years. And I don't like to throw away books because hello books, <laughs> right. Or, yeah. um, yeah, I don't want to pass them on to other people who then, uh, in five years from now, start having their own trauma. Yeah. So I said one, either send us like the wildest ones, yeah. and we'll see what we can do with them. Or two, let's do a fucking book burning like the churches are doing <laughs> since another pastor just held a book burning to burn Bibles that weren't King James Version. Oh, uh, that's not nice. Which is just, you know, I, I mean, it, it's sort of doing our work for us. They're burning Bibles. <laughs> so we'll just let everyone carry on and see what happens there. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this episode, we're continuing Satanic Panic, and we're really excited, or I am, in this weird, nerdy way, because there's so much information about how everything pieces together, like mm. everything, which makes me sound like I'm QAnon, talking about QAnon, like, ooh, look at the signs, see how it works together? And the whole thing I was talking about starting a rumor on Facebook is because Satanic Panic, if you haven't listened to our other episodes on this, please go back, enjoy yourself. Um, it really <laughs> isn't a new concept that groups of people start to believe the same thing through word of mouth and now through the internet and begin to believe things or see things in the sky or feel things in their body or whatever. So we looked up some of the past worldwide or, or large mass hysterias that happened way before the satanic panic started happening, where everything yeah, was blamed on before Satan. Before we had a cute rhyme for it. That's right. Before, it was a nice little marketed phrase. But I'll just start with the two oldest ones, and okay. there's going to be a theme there. But the earliest recorded mass hysteria ones were from mm -hmm. the Middle Ages, where there were a set of nuns, I don't know how many there were, where one <laughs> just started biting other people. A nun? A nun. And then... What do, you, what do you call a group of nuns? Like a flock? I mean, they I kind think, of had I think. headgear. Or nothing? I'm not sure. 
a uh, sum. No. I was going to say it, it would be um, a sum of nuns. A cloister. A cloister. Uh, okay. I'm so smart. God, I'm brilliant. Okay, so one of them bit someone, and then I guess they all started biting people. And okay. another time and place still in the Middle Ages is recorded where one nun started meowing. And then the other nuns started meowing. And there were so many meowing nuns that the police or the authorities had to threaten them with beatings before they would <laughs> stop meowing. And... The theme of things happening in, like, religious cloistered or female majority things with Mm -hmm. these mass hysterias is way too common. Yeah, but they're just—that was their only relief, probably. It's like the the camaraderie of the sisterhood, you know? I mean, I can only imagine they were completely kept down. Yeah, yeah. And but, I mean, just a little excitement to the day. Can somebody, meow at 10. could somebody do that to Cardi B and be like, all right, enough with the... <laughs> Stop it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the earliest. And I'm going to go through a few more, and I think you have some. So... We'll try and tell you some chronologically. So then there were the early witch trials, which I like how when it said witch trials, I thought it meant our American witch trials because America's the only thing that matters in the world. I was taught in history class, but supposedly yeah. <laughs> in like 1450 to 1750, uh, there were a bunch of other witch trials happening, a lot of bullshit happening. Another mass hysteria I love was 1518, the dancing plague, where people started fucking dancing in the streets like uncontrollable, can't stop, contagion. (laughs) Yeah, contagion Hmm. dancing. And like weird stuff like that kept happening. My favorite was the Irish Fright of 1688, in which parts of uh, Wales, during the Glorious Revolution, there were reports, this is my favorite, but that Irish soldiers were burning and massacring English towns, and this started like a mass panic in 17, I mean, in 19 counties, and there were thousands of people who armed themselves preparing to fend off this non-existent group of Irishmen. But now you can see how, like, prejudice builds into everything and just rumors and rumors. So then we decided, um, hey, we want to be hip. And then we had the Salem Witch Trials, which, of course, like 20 people were executed. I think five more died related. Um And this is just built upon being frightened of, quote, evil. And I guess in the the thing with the Irishman, the Irishman just represented evil. Thank you. That's my people. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then later, 1789, the great fear in French, they called that Grand Pierre. 
I don't speak French. I know a lady who does. <laughs> and it's not me. She's amazing. <laughs> and what I liked about this one, it, was, it, it says it was a general panic. Oh. <laughs> and it took place bef- between, like, July and August at the start of the revolution or the French Revolution. And they just, you know, started fearing that they were going to be all starved, like all the peasants, all the regular merchant people were going to be starved by the rich people. And so they started mobilizing and attacking manor houses and all that. And it was all, you know, based on just false fears. Okay, Um, so don't you feel like, and it has nothing to do with Satan, but... We all got very, very wound up by the fear of a toilet paper shortage at the beginning of COVID. Absolutely. That's it, what all this stuff leads into. It's, it's, it's nothing new, and it's right. usually just taking a little bit of information, and if fear is tacked onto it, yeah, we all start. Spiraling. It's like a tiny little grain of sand gets into somebody's thought process, but we all have the same reaction. It makes me feel like we're so not unique. We're you know, not. All we're of our not. stupid brains are doing the same garbage yeah. and believing I mean, it. Did you know that if you can't say "unique New York" three times fast, that you're satanic? Yep. Do it. I, I, I've already established I'm satanic. New York, New York, We're heading towards when Karen was born. Current and that times. was a real mass hysteria. <laughs> in Montreal in 1894, a damn seminary of women, which I don't think they were becoming pastors. I think no. it meant more like nuns or just you come here and be quiet type thing. <laughs> 60 of them started having fits and seizures, and some long lasted as long as two months. And this is when I think I'm first hearing about these weird ones that especially happen among men, women where they actually have sort of physical uh, reactions that duplicate among them and people, especially when, you know, that day we're still thinking that, we can put pig's blood into people and like we have no medical understanding. (laughs) So I'm sure it freaked them out and they're like, how does this happen? And then don't you wonder like if it, I mean, there's no way to go back in time and go, okay, let's go to the video of it and see what it looked like back then. Yeah. Oh, are you all just having um, allergic reactions to something? I don't know. Women back then, there was a lot of that swooning and fainting situation, mm-hmm. which was a physical reaction that happened to women that that is not so common now. And I wonder if that was like just things that became a habitual physical response to things, just like yeah. we have cracking of the knuckles or you know, the way we all express fear with a big inhale or something. I don't know. And don't you, like, maybe it was just um, a 
a very, very cold winter. Montreal can be pretty cold. Could have been cold. They all just were shivering. They were just shaking. You're and the welcome. shaking <laughs> went on and expanded. And later, uh, about 10 years later, in Germany, there were 237 children that were impacted by what was called the trembling disease. And of course, yeah. they, you know, I think it was very rare that someone on one side of Germany starts trembling and then one on the mm -hmm. other side. It wasn't like polio, where it was sort of like, oh, gosh, we have a sickness going on. All the people this started happening to were in the same area, knew each other, went to school with each other. So uh, could it be like the way that people say that, oh, I felt peer pressure to speak in tongues? I'm like, oh, better, uh -huh. better <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think so. Or like in <laughs> prayer groups or when you're singing praise and stuff, yeah. like everyone gets caught up in it and feels... The spirit of the Lord. I think it's absolutely that. Well, then you got the the dancing people there too. <laughs> and where does restless leg syndrome fall into all of this? This one is. Did you read what's next? Because no. that's what I'm. Uh, this -uh. one. Listen to this one. <laughs> okay. In Bellevue, Louisiana, 1939, a girl developed a leg twitch at the annual homecoming high school dance. An attack worsen and spread to her friends over the next several weeks. And these kinds of things I've heard a lot. But I don't know. you're just like what what's the narr narrative that goes with it? Is she just Satan. like I can't stop doing my leg or was she the popular girl and everyone's like, "Hey, <laughs> I I too have this leg issue." I don't know. So then there's the one that you were involved in in 1997 uh, in Japan <laughs> called the Pokemon Panic, where lots, thousands of Japanese children seemingly had seizures by watching one particular episode of Pokemon because each of them... We're telling each other, you know, I watched this, I watched this, and then I was shaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. And it's sort of like the, what's that thing where you look in the mirror and you say... Candyman? <gasps> yes. <laughs> Isn't that or, the movie? Or Bloody Mary. Oh, like, yeah. I okay. swear, uh, we all felt it. We all saw it. So I think that's the kind of thing that happened. Um, well, I don't know that this is going in order, but um, the one that I thought was particularly funny was in 2008 in Tanzania, um, 20 girls at a school started fainting while taking their final year exams. <laughs> and it That's had been sweet. linked to neurosis related to the local practice of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Or were they not prepared <laughs> and figured it out? <laughs> it reminds me of the guy we went to high school with where during like the ACT, SAT, finals, something, he had a real problem because his eyes would tear up and he couldn't see the test uh -huh. because he would get nervous and get tight muscles in his neck and it was pinching like the optical nerve, something. Oh, my gosh. And uh, that's a pretty damn good excuse, I'll tell you that. So that's all to say that when the satanic panic hit, people already, 
they might not have understood or had any uh, great knowledge like we just partaked with you about <laughs> mass hysteria, but we know that people can be set up to act in weird ways, believe weird things, and again, can't look this stuff up. So in 1983, the main issue or the main event with the satanic panic was that a mother accused an employee of McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, of molesting her child. And this started a massive investigation. It went back two decades. It's still somewhat going on now because these things morph into sort of other things. Um, But in this one McMartin Preschool, it included seven employees and... 360 of the children in the past few decades at that one preschool said that they'd been abused, which would be shocking. You have to wonder about that. But Well, we do in this day and age, but it would be shocking if all you had was Geraldo or Oprah or newspapers Going uncovering. Investigating. Yeah, uncovering this terrible you'd be like i knew it Uh, and this was because preschools were having a big backlash because this was the time where women were starting to work outside the home people did not like that they thought that was you know a bit satanic in itself because it was breaking up the nuclear traditional home Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of mistrust of people who watched your kids and the next thing you know There's all these little kids saying they were molested. So later, of course, we realize in the interviews, and this is a lot later, it was the coercive interviewing where they say to the kid, we know you were touched. Show us where. So the kid's like their nose. Okay. Not just your nose, though, right? You know, that whole thing. (laughs) Um. And so kids are just like, let me tell you a story. And they start going crazy, and the fucking adults believe them. So kids start saying, yeah, my teacher, teacher flew around on a broomstick. (laughs) And they're like, what? And next thing you know, you got kids saying that children were sacrificed. Sure. Yeah. And without any proof, the adults are going, you know, it could happen. And because they were still all very traditionally in this black and white God Satan situation. Um, and yeah. kids kids yap to each other, too. Yeah. Like they and you get such BS <laughs> irrelevant information. (laughs) I remember I used to go to this date, like day camp program um, when it was summer and not school time. And the big rumor was, oh my gosh, this lady was making cookies for us and she spit in them. 
<laughs> right. And so one step. <laughs> you didn't want to not take a cookie, but it was like, oh my God, I'm eating the spit cookies. <laughs> and they were pretty good. <laughs> but they're delicious. <laughs> so, and then I, I mean, like just the news that gets from a kid's mouth garbled up into their brain and then spit out to an adult. And you can imagine this stuff just gets garbled up in kids' brains. I, totally. I remember and in, in adults' brains too. Sorry, right. no. <laughs> Didn't wanna. I was um, watching these kids. I was working at like a day camp, and the trash I heard out of their mouths. <laughs> but my favorite was like some kids arguing, and up comes. I mean, they're seven, eight. And they're like, Miss Miss Karen, isn't this true? Doesn't it mean when you say that you're nine and a half, it means half of you was born in January and like the other half was six months later. And I'm just thinking about a poor woman walking around with half a kid. And I'm like, oh, gosh. But like what they believe, what we believed. The sheer gobbledygook coming from their mouths. trash. So they're asking these little kids. Right. And they're saying, oh, so Jimmy told me, you know, one of your teachers flew around And so, of course, yeah, the next kid is like, well, that's right. Let me tell you how it was done. And it gets, I agree, like, how can you even believe this stuff? But just having listened to a recent My Favorite Murder episode where some shit like this sort of went down, Mm -hmm. it's amazing how you're like, this couldn't happen, but it does. So... One of their past episodes, there's a movie that was also made about it called, I think, Coerce. Um, And there were, this is not satanic panic time, but there were about 70 calls over a span of 10 years or so made to different fast food establishments where someone would say, hey, I'm the corporate head or Mm -hmm. I'm a police person. And we have gotten information that someone has been stealing from the till or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a brunette sort of young there? And, of course, (laughs) they all do. So they get, you know, like, they're like, Katie? She's like so sweet and perfect. Okay. Well, can you bring her in the back? We're going to tell you what to do till we can get someone there, you know, to fly out tomorrow or whatever. It starts with, can you tell her to remove her jacket? Can you put that in a bag? Like, it all sounds like it's going to make sense. Yeah. It goes on for hours until this one particular woman is totally strip searched. Oh, my god! They ask for a man to come in and describe what he sees. And one guy actually then was talked into physically assaulting, all three oh then thinking they're talking to some weird authority figure. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, people involved in it, not the caller, but people who fell for it at Winn-Dixie's, Applebee's, Burger King's, all across the nation mm-hmm. were falling for this weird call. Um some of those people ended up getting arrested. 
because they physically abuse some innocent person. Anyway, how that can happen, how you and I think, Mm -hmm. okay, we get a phone call and someone's like, okay, do you have a gun you can put on, you know, we'd be like, no way, but something else must be going on. Well, there's something to be said about doing something with authority. Yeah. Um, And I just saw the TikTok where a guy walks right past the little ticket taker at the movie theater and he's got a ladder. A ladder. (laughs) I must send you that one. If you walk anywhere with a ladder, they'll let you in. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And it's very tied to like patriarchy too, because if it's men... Doing yeah. these things, there's like this built-in, I assume they're authority yeah. shit, which they're not. They're idiots. Um, <laughs> so a lot was going on. There ended up being another daycare because, like we said, this is a time where things would be in the paper, and then all of a sudden someone somewhere else would be like, Timmy, have you been abused by your place you know of preschooling and he would go sure (laughs) um and then so rogers park daycare forget where that was had employees arrested over accusation that they boiled and ate infants can you imagine being a police yeah but again like this is the thing where were the infants coming from did anybody report them missing Right. Was somebody in charge of making them just for the boiling? Correct. What mm-hmm. did they eat it with? Was no. there Brussels sprouts? Was really it a carrot? Oh, boiling? No poaching at least. Exactly. No sauteing. <laughs> so it said social workers that were involved in the McMartin case in California yeah. ended up being cited as, quote, experts in the rest of the country, mm-hmm. helping to find all this bullshit. So it was like feeding on each other. And you're mm-hmm. going to hear some familiar voices, uh, names from the past episodes. But these preschool cases ended up really blowing up. Um, same was happening in Canada. Uh, all these, yeah, preschool workers were getting arrested. All these kids were saying stuff. By the way, if my mother were ever to cook a child, that is the uninventive way she would do it. (laughs) Let's boil it. (laughs) Let's put it in some water. Um, Well, like the, I guess it's not funny, but there was like what's known as the first piece of satire. I'm getting uh, nerdy is the Jonathan Swift, a modest proposal. Pretty sure I have that right, but write in if I didn't. And the whole idea was, he said, I have an idea. Why don't we just go out and and eat some children? Would that make people happy to try and provide (laughs) food? And so he was mocking. And Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of people believed what he was saying. That was like 1600. So anyway, during this time, Bonnie, it was very adamant that you look for these things in children because these were the things that they said Probably meant your child was abused. Hang on, low self esteem. Wait, wait, one second. Oh, you're gonna write them down? No. Martha had a little diarrhea, and it's wafting over. Feel free to continue. <laughs> so these are the things they said to look for in children. 
this will not be hard. You'll be able to spot any abuse. Ready? Mm-hmm. They said low self-esteem. Okay. All right. Clingy. To, <laughs> Every that, child I ever say hello to. <laughs> clinging to Separation the leg of their anxiety. Uh, anger. Mm-hmm. This one, when I see this, I know for sure. Short attention span. When those Every three child. years olds, <laughs> three year olds get up and walk away. Nightmares. Really? Yeah. Okay. All Fear right. of having genital area touched. I am raising oh. my hand in the 50s. How are, how are you going to find out that you're afraid of that unless somebody's touching it? <laughs> yeah, and, and you're told all your life, like, don't let anyone touch it. Right. So then, yeah. Uh. A child pulling down pants or dress up. Well, let me tell you this. There are plenty of stories we can <laughs> tell in school. <laughs> Three of them apply to a kid in first grade that we know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just... But, I mean, most of those are me, and fortunately I haven't. But there was no good or scientifically better way to spot these. And, of course, all the teachers and the parents were on high alert. They're reading these things in the newspaper saying, okay, there is, and this relates to what is being believed today, there is an underground, deeper level group of people who are trying to get to our children. And they are Satanists and all this. And now we're finally, it's finally coming out. It's coming to light because the Bible says all things will be brought into the light. And people were looking for those things. And of course, people were also saying the only way to combat it is Christianity. So it wasn't like... (laughs) Let's take your kid to a therapist or let's uh, pull your kid out of the school or whatever. It can only be fought with Christianity. Okay, so hang on. I just I need to interject here about the years that all of this took place. Yeah. Okay, this clearly didn't take place when we were tiny because everybody then seemed to know, like— don't listen to them. These are the worst eyewitnesses to anything ever. A right. kid. But somehow the generation of parents in like 83 to 95, I think you were saying. Yeah. They were like, oh, let's listen to what they say. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so it goes from being completely ignored to completely paid attention to. Like there's no middle ground of... Hey, why don't you define what you're saying, kid? Why don't you explain what that turkey means? Say it again. (laughs) And just because you still say Lello, it's all right. We believe every other word you're saying. That's right. (laughs) So here's the issue. If you were born from about 1983 to 1995, Mm -hmm. you might have been told or been asked or anything if you were sexually abused because there were over 12,000 unsubstantiated cases. Parents coming forward across the U.S. saying that their kids were abused 
sexually in preschool. None of them were proven, but that doesn't mean that they aren't adults today who don't even realize that their parents probably questioned them, probably brought them to the teacher and the principal, maybe the authorities, because once it didn't go anywhere, they probably didn't tell the kids as adult, hey, there was this funny time when you were a kid, and we all thought that um, you were boiled and, you know, all that. I wonder if any quizzing of the kids, if anybody remembers that and has that as like their little, you know, one of the many pieces of the childhood trauma that we all have. Yeah, there are a few that I found who had come forward to just talk about, you know, what a damaging time it was and also how they felt they were just repeating things or they were just making things up. There was also film of this sort of interrogation situation where social workers were interrogating the kids because it would make them feel safer. But, of course, they're not really trained, so they were doing all this leading stuff. And the kid was like, I wanted to get the hell out of there. And they're like, once you tell us, you can go, Joey. Um, So... I just think it's so much like the way we see it on Law and Order and, you know, not even Law and Order, but the real ones where you're watching like a dateline and you're watching a lot Mm -hmm. of footage of interrogation and how people are just worn down. Yeah. And if you're a kid, you're going to wear them down a lot faster. Exactly. With the light bulb dangling. (laughs) One of them was like, yeah, you can get a popsicle when we're done here. Like, oh, then, all right, what do you want to hear? I want exactly. that popsicle. <laughs> exactly. So, it, you know, all that shit is insane. And I'm sure, I'm sure some kids remember it, but I'm sure there's a lot more who don't. And so when all these investigations started happening, who came and were experts? Again, we have the hilarious Christian comedian, Former Satanist himself, oh, Mike no. Wernke. <laughs> they bring his schlubby self mulleted thing in because he's like, I'm going to help train police. And oh, we boy. also have the guy who helped write and then married the Melissa or Michelle right. Remembers. Yep. They bring these people in for trials and to train people. So we're really having lying idiots as the experts (laughs) yeah and the michelle remembers thing we talked about that in the last episode right or the one before yeah yeah or the one before because i don't remember michelle remembers i don't but that made me choke on my (laughs) hydration (laughs) water um but he has apologized for that book right you seem to remember this. Uh, no, than neither I do. of no. them have. They're no. both idiots. No. He okay. hasn't apologized. <laughs> he's he's glossed over it by putting a donation button up on his website. Oh, okay. <laughs> a donation button will fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> People go into jail. So a worker named Ray Buckley at one of these 
daycare centers. He went to jail. The Kellers uh, were convicted of sexual assault in 1992. Children from their daycare accused them of, okay, remember, they went to jail for this, serving blood-laced Kool-Aid, wearing white robes, cutting out the heart of a baby, flying children to Mexico to be beeped by soldiers there using Satan's arms as a paintbrush, which I'm like, if that didn't come out of a toddler kid, I don't know what. (laughs) Burying children alive with animals, throwing them in swimming pools with sharks. So um, I guess now sharks can breathe in chlorine, Bonnie. Just go with it. Uh, shooting them. (laughs) (laughs) And then shooting them and then resurrecting them so they could do it all over. Um, so my gosh, it's true. It's It's true. So stupid sounding. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like people believe crazy stuff and it's not, (laughs) and that's why we're here making this, um, but yeah, I mean, again, you see when it talks about Mexican soldiers, you can see sort of where we get today that everyone who comes from Mexico is a rapist. Do your tiny hands. Right. <laughs> um, or when we hear about what Teal Swan said happened to her in our previous episodes, this is right down the line because it's it's quote reported in the papers and it's all over the tv shows and they have properly done police procedures Mm -hmm. now or then i mean for you know okay this is what you need to look for if you see a white robe being washed at a you know dry cleaner follow that person i don't know what the hell I don't know. Do. I still think that might have some validity. That does. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing with that robe? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not on a rolling rack behind Fellowship Hall, where you're getting ready to all get dressed in robes. With a metallic green or gold That's or right. red little hood thing. Then, That's right. Right. So, yeah, these just like ludicrous stories put people in jail and that couple in jail for 22 years. I mean, that's so sad. They got out in 2013, this couple who was accused of the most heinous stuff. I can't imagine, you know, you're just, uh, how does it even happen? And the whole idea of why they weren't let out earlier. Um, But we talked in one about, like, this also bled over into the Memphis Three, where Mm -hmm. three teens were convicted of doing something terrible because they all dressed in black and wore trench coats. And so they had this whole satanic, they must have been the ones to kill these boys that were found, and they weren't. Um, And then we had the old razor blades and Halloween Apple's theories, and it just, it was everywhere. I remember when I was a kid, you'll love this, you did not go trick-or-treating with me this night. Um, That was the best night of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
but we went around the apartment complex where we lived and, mm-hmm. you know, knock, knock, trick or treat. And, um, this guy comes to the door and he sees that I'm dressed, you know, ready for candy and he's not prepared and he's in his place for a long time. And I kept going to mom, like, should we leave? And we're like, yes. I don't know. He's in there now doing something, looking for candy, I guess. And like, it was, should we stay? Should we go? Should we stay? Should we go? At what point is it rude? We've already knocked and asked. And he came out with a Slim Jim. That was and, it? Well, yeah. that's sweet. That could have been his dinner. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, and it's like, thank you. <laughs> so I think that's one of the reasons why, A, I've never had a Slim Jim because we were we were just wondering, like, what took him so long to decide on that? Or did he do something to it? <laughs> that was in his junk drawer. He I wasn't even in his pantry. <laughs> Talking about... A man who would be eating a Slim Jim that works well (laughs) and moves into a film that was made for police people. Um, Oh, like a training film? Yes, it is fucking hilarious. So it's real. It's it's not supposed to be funny. Training film. Okay. And it's called a Satanic Panic Masterpiece. That's very <laughs> redundant. <tongue in> cheek. <laughs> this man, Gordon L. Coulter, mm-hmm. made <laughs> a lot slash pastor. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> His little moniker is cop slash pastor. Made a law enforcement guide to satanic cults. And it's, you know, an hour long. Hmm. I watched most of it, and uh-huh. I just want to say that it's not fair uh, that I watched this. Okay, so it was backed by uh, a company called Word Entertainment, based out of Nashville, and it's Ooh. part of a larger satanic video series. But <laughs> there was in there a man named Lenny McGill, and he... Uh, now owns the largest Glock megastore in the country. Isn't that shocking how, like, firearms and (laughs) fear and (laughs) Satan. Um, Yeah. But I watched this film, and it is horrifying because they even have, like, different police officers saying, listen, I know some people don't believe this, but I have seen this with my own eyes. I have seen mm-hmm. people whose eyes are black and they're wigged out, and I am sure it's Satan. And I know that the only thing that can help these people is Christ. So they're like spreading the gospel through these things that the police are watching. As in, guess what, police? Your only thing you can tell people is that they need to go to church. Or, or maybe they just need penicillin. I mean, yeah. the more I'm mulling over what we talked about, about stuff that went on in the 1800s, like, who the hell knows what these people were catching? And what, right. And we didn't have, you know. We didn't have medicine. People didn't wash their hands before they delivered babies. People are smoking the pipe. 
people <laughs> are getting, yeah, infections or have mental, yeah. you know, issues or whatever. Um, so here are some of the things that they said to look out for and what to do. From the and training video? In the training video. And number one is mm-hmm. so telling. Number one, don't rationalize. That, that's it. They're like, if you see something weird, it's probably satanic activity. So right. they even had this little scene of this, you know, fluffy mullet haired guy going like, see here in the park, we see two rocks on top of each other, which is a common Satan marker <laughs> to say, you know, walk this way or whatever the hell. So they say, don't rationalize. Don't. It is satanic. Then number two is investigate. Three, okay. which well, is that's, that's at least comforting. Number two, I know, but not if you've thrown away the <laughs> rationalizing. <laughs> what I think's interesting at this time is number three: book the intoxicated, and it's just like there was a case that ended up leading to. Uh, black people getting arrested and handcuffed for no reason. Mm-hmm. And it was from a case from someone lying, saying that, you know, a black man had assaulted them. And this is sort of that same weird zeitgeist where it's like this led to a lot of people mm-hmm. equating intoxication with um, being possessed and all this shit, and they were getting arrested at a much higher rate, even if they weren't disturbing. I just, like, book the intoxicated. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to go round up some Satan worshipers at the pub. All right. Just stand outside the bar. So this was a time where they just started arresting people with no fucking evidence. Um, So in 1984, they arrested a Cuban immigrant, Frank Fuster and accused him, along with his wife, of molesting eight children, despite they did the fucking coercive interview. And, you know, he has still been imprisoned. Uh, I think he won't be able to get parole till 2134, and he has no legal representation. I mean, these are like tragic things. Um, some guy in North Carolina, Patrick Figured, at age 72, is still serving time after one of these coerce allegations because the whole thing was, this is ritual abuse, ritual abuse. Another guy named Joseph Allen, he's serving time in Ohio um, since 1994 for a highly bizarre case in which he was convicted of ritual child abuse along with another woman, even though the two had never met. So, like, things were getting out of fucking hand where the (laughs) number one, don't rationalize what's happening. (laughs) So, hang on. It says there that she was later exonerated, but he's still in prison? I guess so, you know. Oh, my God. I don't know the story. There were so many of them. Yeah. And one of them, which I hadn't put this together till I read it, was Amanda Knox. In 2007, you know, she was innocent. They have have found the man who 
killed her roommate, but she was in Italy studying. And during the trial, the chief prosecutor, who I hate his guts, without any evidence, um, said that since the murder took place the day after Halloween, that of her roommate, that it must have been a sexual and sacrificial rite. So a satanic ritual abuse. Hold on. Amanda Knox was that long ago. I know. That's crazy. Wow. So even one of the lawyers called her Lucifer-like, satanic, demonic, diabolic, which, and I remember hearing like witch describing her, but this is all hung over from all this, this stupid shit. So the commonality in all this is children, which is going to, yeah, you know, it's going to go all the way through to, obviously, today, where it's, um, you know, children are, are being uh, mailed in Wayfair furniture. I mean, that's how people are believing Wait, is that stuff. a thing? Yes. Really? Yes. Where's Bonnie Ben, y'all? Please <laughs> send me, mail me. <laughs> Mail me a Wayfair. A Wayfair child. Um, oh, my God. I got to look that up. I can't wait to be done with you. <laughs> so with the, the, you know, things about what the goofballs who made that law enforcement film said, what, they had disgusting pictures. So they interviewed a woman who said she was involved in all of it. And she drew pictures of what went on in the rituals. Now, it was later found out that woman was also wanting to be an actress. Yeah. Um, But she drew disgusting, sexual, abusive, disturbing things. And they put it in this, quote, Christian um, video. Because they're like, we need to show you all what the truth is. It's going to be disturbing. But... This is how we fight Satan. Um, And one of the things that they said is when they eat the babies, they make sure to eat the head first because they will absorb the knowledge that that person had. Mm No. It's true, Bonnie. I don't think any of this. It's a fact. I do believe that somebody who wanted to be an actress was a nut job who needed attention. <laughs> exactly. I absolutely believe that. <laughs> yep. Um, so these are the, some of the disturbing, like, things that really happened in this satanic panic. And, and we're going to get into, in a future episode, a few more of them, including bring you up to date on what Satan has been doing in the world now. Um, all right, y'all. So we'll come back with the the last few more updated pieces of Satanic Panic because this stuff is still being perpetuated online. And um, guess who's got a new album out? The Illuminati queen herself, Beyonce. And we'll talk about her next time. <laughs> Goodbye.